All right, we are lit, good sir. Episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. You got Mike over there doing nothing. Um, <laughs> this week we got a dope show for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about all this crazy, crazy, crazy Joe Budden and Charlemagne nonsense. Um, just like me and Mike, two best friends, you know, trying to achieve for black folk. With you know, we just going about it different ways, you know. Right, I'm um, Mexican. You out here, Terry Crews. You out here trying to tear the system down <laughs> uh, with your radical nature. Um, I don't know. What I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, we're okay. also going to be talking about uh, what was it? Slim Danger, Chief Keith's baby mama exposing Odell for wanting poop oh, on his chest. A pair of baby right there. That's <laughs> little butt baby on his chest. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the black fishing. New term to me. Um, <laughs> you turned to me too. I just found it. Uh, it's kind of like catfishing where Mike does these girls on plenty of fish and all these other websites. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so black fishing is what is it again, Mike? Is when white people post black folks? white, yeah, when white um writers or white media personalities pretend to be black on social media and and through like authorship, um, through any type of gaining, um popularity or money they pretend to be black um think of <laughs> think of your girl rachel dozel or um <laughs> in this situation um jess krug who is a professor who recently got exposed for pretending to be black in her books and stuff and on on social media so apparently that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're apparently we're, ma- we're making it really cool to be black now like super that's cool. what I'm saying. It's just all time high. It's just super lit to be black. In fact, you gotta steal it now. Um, get out for it. Uh, yeah, man. Dope show lined up today. Uh, just me and Mike today. We're gonna have dope guests back to y'all on the next episode. Um, yes, yes, but Mike, tell them about the Patreon. I gotta do something real quick. My bad. All right, we'll gotta go boo boo. Um, while he's doing that, <laughs> um, we do have the Patreon popping. Yo, shout out to all the people who are already patrons. I think we have like only a few people. But y'all have helped us pay our producer, um, pay for these um, some of these programs that like we use Zoom, as well as SoundCloud. Y'all have been amazing in helping us pay for those things. As you can see, we have three different tiers. If you just want to be a supporter, you just want to help out the movement, it's only $5 a month, or $5 once. You can just help us out one time if you want. Um, but if you're trying to look for advertisement, we do have tiers for $15 and $25. We help you put your show on, we have help Numerous, numerous other friends and creatives put their shows on in this platform, and um, we'll be more than happy to do that for you. Also, there's exclusive content out there. We're back on our ignorant reviews tip. Um, right now, we're reviewing Local Country. If you watched the last episode, we went into a serious debate with Thad. Shout out to Thad, he's in the background on, on Local Country. They tried to tell me I was trying to make the show to be too revolutionary. I just want more out of the show, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, we got ignorant reviews back up and popping. We just did episode five of Love Cow Country. Hilarious um, review, by the way. Uh, we talk about what we're going to do if we wake up white one day. Um, this all, all kind of stuff. Yeah. All the things. <laughs> this is really good stuff. So check us out. Patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. And um, little as five dollars, man. You can just help us out. So thank you. You know, do it. You, know, you, know, you, know, you can do it just like them OnlyFans y'all be signing up for. You know, you yeah, try exactly. it for a month, five dollars. You know, you exactly. see if you like it. You know, after that, you can choose to rebuild. Um, yeah, or not. So you can do auto subscribe. You can auto subscribe if you want. You can do auto subscribe too, but you know, but, but we're not gonna pressure you into that. Pay the five. <laughs> see how you like it. Right. See what we got to offer. Um, you know, see if you just like, like only cleave. If you don't like Will side, show you a little bit of cleave. 
COVID. All right. <laughs> um, so I don't know if y'all have been keeping up with the Joe Budden and Charlemagne nonsense. Bro, this is um, real. If you haven't, it all started from uh, basically Joe explaining that he was cutting his deal with Spotify. The, the deal was done. They weren't going to be on Spotify anymore. Uh, I think the next episode, the last episode is in a few days. I think the last episode is Friday. I'm um, Saturday um, on Spotify. He had an exclusive oh, okay. deal with them. Um, and apparently, like, <clears throat> uh, you know, Joe Budden going to shit talk whoever he feels like. So he's been right. shit talking Spotify this whole time. Like, it's been amazing. Like, it's, it's crazy to see... <laughs> And shouts out to Joe. It's crazy to see somebody shit talk somebody on on their own platform, right? <laughs> and get away with it, <laughs> like full on, like not like you know, just like these guys suck for not giving me the deal I wanted. Like, bro, he's like, on. fuck Spotify, <laughs> da, 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 da. Spotify can suck my dick, you, like, know? you know. Yeah, um, that part is extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways. Charlemagne commented on Breakfast Club one day saying, Joe's just got to negotiate better, this, that, and the third. And essentially, Joe responded saying, we're just running two different races. You know, he was talking about how Charlemagne, um, he's talking about how Charlemagne has, uh, you know, been working at Breakfast Club and iHeart for 10 years and yeah. never really gotten his value. And, uh, Excuse me. Basically talking about how Charmaine basically like made the company. Like he basically made the reference club what it is. Basically made iHeart as popular as it is. And yeah. And just made- not getting his full value of what he's actually worth right. as a whole. Yeah. Um so it's been going back and forth for a couple weeks now. Yeah. With other people getting involved. Andrew Schultz said something. Schultz. Um, who is Charlemagne's co-host on his Brilliant Idiots podcast. Um, but I, I guess for us, it really begs the question, like, who do you side with in this argument? Like, who's right? Is Charlemagne right to, I guess, be satisfied with, uh, you know, I guess working for these bigger corporations mm. and making himself a millionaire and he's still hiring black people, still doing these things? Or is Joe right? in preaching full ownership of your product uh no matter how i guess hard and trying the road could be yeah you know what i mean what would um, you think mike well i want to give it to complete context so charlamagne actually started the black effect podcast network with our uh-huh. heart where he's like <laughs> what'd you say i said oh whatever <laughs> This is so. This is the main point of the argument. So, Charlemagne started the Black Effect podcast, which he bought in. It's about fourteen, I think, fourteen, fifteen black podcasts through iHeart for um, syndicating, and it's supposed to just amplify black voices and help us tell our own stories and all these things like that. But um, the main reason, oh shit, what? Oh shit. The main reason. I don't know why my camera's on now. There you go. Um. Oh, yeah, the main reason that Joe is um parting ways with Spotify is because not only does he think he deserves more, but he's actually wants he's saying he wants access to all these revenue streams that y'all getting because y'all here making you know nine figures off of me, y'all getting all these various streams to fill y'all families forever. Meanwhile, you know I'm getting just this you know of course I'm making millions of dollars, but not nearly how much I'm worth. And it's, they're just going back and forth. I don't like the I mean, of course, I'm more so side with Joe and like have that complete ownership because the thing with Charlemagne is he's kind of criticizing Joe for how he's talking to them and not negotiating properly. And Joe's like, I'm not trying to negotiate. This ain't no negotiation. Like, <laughs> I brought this to your platform. I deserve more. I deserve what y'all, you know, not necessarily what y'all are getting, but I deserve more. And I'm not going to get that just adhering to y'all's rules. And you criticizing me is getting in the way of that conversation. Because you're causing more people to be complicit in what they got going on and not get their proper worth and everything. So I saw more with Joe, but I do believe, because he referenced Dame Dash, you know, Dame Dash interview on Reference Club, which is a super infamous interview. I do believe there's a way you got to say stuff sometimes. 
And I get that you're not supposed to police the revolution. Like you can't tell people how to express themselves. But like when you're Joe Button and you're telling Charlamagne that he's not doing anything wrong by what he's doing, but at the same time you calling him a fucking idiot every time. You know you reference him. I think I think the only reason he's calling him an idiot is because he's speaking on something that Joe's just not doing. Like he's I mean, Charlamagne. Oh, yeah, like Charlemagne's talking about something that Joe is clearly saying that he's not doing. Like he's like, saying, I'm not negotiating well. Joe's literally like, bro, I'm not trying to negotiate. Like it's not. Do you know like, there's any way in which he was trying to convey that message? Like I said the same way about Dame Dash and that he kind of like came at Envy personally. And that's why Envy couldn't really see what he was saying. Because when you started hitting people on a personal level, Especially when Joe started talking about, like, I'm going to go to South Carolina and get up with these girls. Okay, yeah, that was way too far. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, you got all this extra shit in there. You can't even hear what you're actually trying to say if you bring all this extra shit in there, man. Okay, Joe Okay, Joe didn't say the South Carolina thing till like, yesterday or day before yesterday. For sure, yeah. But even still, like, just how he was trying to convey the message in the first place. And Joe, and he said himself, like, people tell him all the time, like, Royce tells him all the time, like, but the way you be talking to people, <laughs> shit don't be working for you. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> bro. I, I mean, that's that's true. Like, it's funny how like joking, like tell somebody like they suck, and you can have like nine other people saying, "Hey, yo, man, you suck." But like, when Joe says it, yeah, yeah, bro. Just like take it from logic. Like, a lot of people don't like logic, but like he chose to pick Joe's statement out. He, you know, his words make you want to kill yourself. Like, you know what I mean, bro? Because he's like, so, like, so, his, so, like his language is terrible. His language is horrible. Was Joe the final straw to make Logic retire from hip hop? Probably. <laughs> Probably. That's what I'm I mean, saying. I don't even know what Logic is doing at this point, but that doesn't matter. He's streaming uh, on Twitch, bro. Um. Yeah, man. I think Joe is just coming from a level of frustration, like that nobody's listening. He's got yeah. this fucking smear campaign going on right now. Right. Yeah, that's it. Fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like people are. I guess like people are putting it on him that like he's he needs to negotiate and look for more money or look for better deals or whatever. Right. And it's just two different races that they're running. I'm I myself more so side with Joe. I think I think for anybody, it's kind of hard not to side with Joe in this I, argument. See, I thought you'd be signing with Charlemagne. No, bro, like yeah. it's hard to it's literally hard to not side with Joe because who who doesn't believe in ownership over working for somebody? So why would I preach this shit? You be all nah, nah, nah. No, I'm no, I'm no, no, no. I say work within the system. I do not say, I do not say, hey, you need to work for somebody. I just say work within the system that we have. Well, that's basically what that. No, it's not. It's very different. It's very no, it... different. I say, I say, I say, take advantage of capitalism the best way you can, and you say, no, nah, we need to barter. We need to do all the bartering in the world. I didn't see. We need to. We need to <laughs> okay, I'm okay. All right, that was too much. But but you but you do say that we need to abolish the system that we have because it doesn't work not, for us. I'm questioning. I'm not. I do. I do want to note that you know I was super super radical with it initially, but I'm now more so questioning. I'm back to like questioning things. I don't want to take one side or the other because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, I'm for the conversation being pushed further, and when it, maybe both of our opinions kind of change because I feel like. When we first talked about it, it was like you didn't really want to hear too much of anything about trying to, like, I think you're for ownership. Like, anybody, like you said, with a logical mind would be for ownership, right? Mm-hmm. But when we talk about what it takes to get that ownership, when we're talking about, like, divesting from the system in, in terms of, like, quitting that good job that you have to create your own thing and how long it takes to create your own thing, and how long it takes for that your own thing to actually snowball into something that actually creates generational wealth? Because we got to talk about you know generational wealth, multiple streams of income, blah blah blah. But actual steady schemes of <laughs> different income that build generational wealth, it's not something you just go to the office, get your LLC, and do in one day. Yeah. So when we talk about everything it takes to do that, including like you know your job being at risk, I feel like initially you were like, nah, I don't want you yeah, I mean- my stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess so, but I think anybody is apprehensive to, you know, really starting that uh that that journey, you know, from quitting their job to owning, you know, everything their own. You know, I think anybody's apprehensive. 
but just as an overall idea, I'm super for like, I'm super for ownership and, you know, being your own boss. Uh, as an idea, as as a practice, I'm I'm very worried of doing it myself. <laughs> so shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to Terry, uh, Thad out here, Tacola. Tacola says, um, can't we? Well, first Thad said Joe Joe's not working within the system. He says he's not going to negotiate. Um, yeah, he's divesting from it now, as as right now. Like it seems like he's divesting. We'll see how far it goes. Because like I said, it's easy to talk these things, but you know when everything happens, you know you got to see where it goes. But yeah, he's divesting from it now. But Tacola says, um, can't we work within the system to ultimately obtain ownership? I think the thing is, and we're gonna get to this whole Kanye thing. So the thought is work within the system, build up all this wealth so you can buy your own shit. And so we buy our own shit. Like so for instance, Kanye worked up, made his own good music label. But you see, even now, he's getting into it with Universal Music Group. Because he still feels like he's being his work is being diminished. He's not being paid properly. He's being put in these terrible deals. So within, if you're still working within the system, there's always somebody on top of you making money off of your work. And we're questioning is these or Kanye's case a billionaire and in Joe's case a millionaire. If these millionaires are still complaining about this shit and they got all this damn money, like what does that say about us who haven't even gotten to that point yet? Wait. Who still want to work within the system? I mean, like, at, there's there's got to be a point to where you are the one making the most money off of your product. Like, it doesn't, there's, there isn't this, I don't believe that there is this never-ending ladder of people always on top of you. Is that because true within the system? I don't think that's true within the system. Yeah, like, because, like, if you if you own your product, if you figure out how to properly distribute your product and all these other things that go into it, how can there be somebody on top of you? Okay, yeah, yeah, and starting up, yeah, for sure. But I guess I'm asking is, well, people are saying work within the system. You're not talking about that though. You're talking about creating a product and maybe you're creating a product, but you're also going to somebody else to either- Well, know, the system I'm referencing is capitalism in itself. I'm not talking about the system of the music industry. No, like, I'm talking about the system of capitalism within this current system of capitalism, which who controls this control this current system? The the conglomerates that control this current system is what I'm talking about. I guess, but you see what I'm saying? In a way, in a way it, based off what you're saying is I assume you're alluding to the fact that we are always going to be slaves to a higher company, which I don't believe that that there is. I don't believe that you have to divest from capitalism in order to achieve true ownership if you understand what i'm saying i agree with that but how much wealth can you build on your own within the same current system of capitalism versus you know just going with the flow of things you know I, I, I i i get what you're saying but i don't think it adds up because, like, why would there be a cap on, like, I guess you think, like, the rules are always going to change to where somebody's on top of us. Is that what it is? In this current system of capitalism, the, oh, the rules will always go in, in the ruling class's favor. Yes. Correct. But just because you do your business differently than, than other people in capitalism, that doesn't mean you're out of the capitalist system. No, no, I'm just asking how much success will you attain within that system, divesting from those, you know, from that ruling class of people. I feel like you can, I feel like you can obtain a huge amount of success. Um, I don't know, I don't know exactly, you know, the, the numbers on it, but I don't see why you couldn't gain an exponential amount of money if you do it yourself and you figure out how to do it, you know, in, a, in an efficient way. And you feel like we, so, because I feel like if that was the, you know, the mindset, then people will have no issue, you know, going this path of ownership, excuse me, versus, you know, employmentship. And um, well, it's not, it's not the, that fact, it's the fact that the, the information is guarded. You know what I mean? Mm. The information is not readily available. Yeah. 
So that's a good point. That's a good point that I want to get into as well. So, you know, talking about the whole Kanye, I don't know if y'all been on the Twitter. I'm sure y'all don't follow Kanye these days. Like me and Will kind of, we and Will have divested from Kanye in a lot of ways, sadly enough. Dang, you hate to see it, don't you? <laughs> you do hate to see it. <laughs> like Kanye, I mean, apparently, allegedly, Twitter has like banned his account because he was going wild, um, like he do. And he released like all his documents from his um his contracts with UMG, um, Universal Music Group. Um, he has said that they have been doing him dirty for a very long time now. Uh, Hit Boy came out to say the same thing. Um, Wale, you know, Wale has been, which I don't want to make fun of Wale too much because you know, Wale has been kind of like the bitter rapper. You know the whole the bitter rapper trope. Yeah, <laughs> he's been that dude for a very long time. The industry now. ain't never loved me. Yeah, they don't blackball me. Yeah, but I don't want to like dismiss the points he's trying to make. Like I do think, in a lot of ways, his complaints are legitimate. But of course, he came out and co-signed on it. And these are people who have become incredibly successful. You know, millionaire, like millionaire rappers, millionaire producers, and they still feel this way. And a lot. This was the thing I did get aggravated with Charlamagne with. So I listened to the Breakfast Club talking about it, and the first thing him and Envy said was like. Well, y'all don't have to sign those contracts. Like, y'all didn't have to do these things. Like, nobody forced you to sign this contract. Um, you, it's your fault that you're in a bad deal. But like, if you don't have the knowledge of what a good deal looks like, and then if they would say stuff like, um, you know, before I do anything major, I talk to Hove. Before I do anything major, I talk to Rick Ross. You know, what I'm saying Charlie was like, I'm trying to sell some property, but I can sell Envy first because he knows how to sell property. How many like upcoming rappers do you know have access to these <laughs> megastar rappers? actual advice on signing a deal to even be able to get that kind of advice in the first place. So like I feel like people are dismissing the fact that you only have the choices that are presented to you. And if you don't yeah, know I mean, anybody so I guess like it's like a means to anything like I feel like at the at the beginning you're probably going to sign a bad deal. You're right. probably going to sign a deal that doesn't properly compensate you and all these other things. Yeah. But at the same time you're getting your name out there. I, I feel like that is the trade-off, like to come from not necessarily nothing, but to come from a, you know, a low level of popularity, at least on a mainstream scale, you know, to being able to put your name out there like that. And then like, after you get a, after you get a deal and that deal expires, like either renegotiate or fully, fully own your product and figure out what to do with it from there. Agree, but a lot of people like Hit Boy, for example, said like he's been a, the deal he signed tied him in since he was 19 years old, and the nigga's like 30, what, 32, 33 now? Well, nigga, you signed uh, a Scotty Pippen deal. Like, <laughs> you signed a Scotty Pippen deal. Like, you got fucked. Like, <laughs> you need to you need to get with Hove, lawyer up, and figure out how to get out of that. You know, that, that is saying the information on the internet. The only thing I have about that argument. Because that's the first thing people say. Like, I have a problem with that argument too. Yeah, bro. Like, the information is free. You got to know where to look. And also, all types of misinformation is out here, bro. Like, yeah. all anybody can post anything claiming to be anyone. Like, we're going to get into the whole Jess Krug thing. Like, anybody can put anything. And I get what you're saying. Like, yes, you can do research. You should take that extra, you know, effort to do so. But, like, I don't think it's as simple as just going into Google and saying how to find a good record deal. Like, I but think on the other side of that, on the other side of that, unless you're talking to a rapper or somebody who's had a deal before, you're trusting in a, a lawyer who is getting commissioned, you know, to right. negotiate something for you. Because even with a lawyer, you still really don't have the knowledge. You know what I mean? You're expecting somebody else to have the knowledge. So it's not really That's like you're they're 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 both like double edged swords. Like you you can be misinformed by either. You that's know. what I'm saying. But I like would be a lawyer. I mean, myself. <laughs> that is going. <laughs> that said, I, I, or hire your own lawyer. <laughs> that's also bad. that is going crazy. This <laughs> we might get that at the end of the episode. I don't. I don't want to go to it because we actually um going past time. But I do want to ask real quick. Um, so with people like I said, these millionaire people, rappers like Joe Button, like Kanye who are, you know, being so vocal. That's one good thing about the internet is they have the, they can build their own platforms to be so vocal about these things to let us people know who don't know any better what's going on behind the scenes. Do you see like the divestment from these large companies happening so, 
I guess, crucially that these companies start to crumble and we just start to see more of our own, like replace them? Or do you think as long as we work within this current system, like Spotify always going to be around or it's going to be a Spotify around, there's always going to be a Netflix around that's going to be the kind of gatekeepers of this um, kind of thing? You'll always see those. You'll always see those because there's always people that don't want to own, which is which there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you don't want to own, you just want to create and sell. Like, do you? You know what I mean? Right. So you'll always see these companies that make more off. Because I mean, like, like you know, in theory, it's easy to say ownership, but it is hard to, it is. you know, maintain that the 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 uh, the other parts of business outside of just being a creator. Sustainability, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'll always see these companies around, and ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as black people getting a check, then I'm with it. I just think it's interesting, man. Like they still they getting big checks, and they still not satisfied. So like makes me wonder, man. Like, I mean, I'm sure white dudes at the top still ain't satisfied. I think it's just a product of being a human being. Like, you kind of always want more. But I think that's two different things. Like, there's greed, and then there's, like, I'm working way too hard for way too little. That's, that's, that's two different things. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as just being a human being, like, you're just going to want more, no matter what it is. Like, you're going to yeah. find a way to either try and get more, or you're going to feel like you deserve more. I agree. Like, I, can say, I, just think I ain't going to knock nobody for that. No, nah, I think there's a difference between that and like literally I'm being undervalued and not being paid properly. Well then they can do it yourself. <laughs> That's what they tell them. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. I'm gonna come back and review these comments. But um y'all going crazy in the chat. Shout out to everybody watching y'all with Jonathan Jonesy in here. Um that is about to lose his shit. That about to, that might quit the show after this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right man. You wanna talk about your boy? Odell. Oh, yeah. So, first off, sports back, football back. Oh, thank God. Thank the Lord. It was in a dark place for a long God. time. <laughs> I, almost ended, I almost ended it all, but sports Bro, it was in a dark place for a long time. So, um, if you didn't know, rumors came out last week that Odell likes being pooped on. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, – oh, shit. Hold on a second. I had to put up shit. Okay. Um, so uh Slim Danger, who is Chief Keith's baby mama. Um, that's literally all she's famous for. Says she's a model. Believe me, she's not. Um <laughs> she appeared on uh Thoughts Next Door podcast featuring uh Selena Powell, who's an Instagram model known for allegedly exposing Snoop Dogg offset, uh, who looks like she might be right, based off of offset's recent news. Um, six nine, and others. Uh, she hosts podcasts along with some girl named AJ. Uh, so they invited Cheeky Baby Mom Slim Danger on the show, uh, who made headlines when I don't know if y'all remember. Uh, Takashi Six Nine came to Chicago because he was beefing with oh, yeah. Cheeky. That's it. Was and, uh, <laughs> he decided to take Cheeky's Baby Mom on a shopping spree, and apparently they they allegedly had sex also. Um, so anyway, she confessed that while she while Odell wanted her to poop on him, like, like he was desperate for the poop on his chest, she said she couldn't do it. Um, they had no, um, she, said she just couldn't do it. Um, but, uh, so she also, what, what I had everybody else going crazy was she also said that, uh, she, he, he threw her out because she sent a video of herself <laughs> dropping a deuce. Like apparently this nigga Odell's crazy into poop. <laughs> He's a poop fiend. <laughs> poop fiend. <laughs> He's a poop fiend. Um, yeah, he flew her out just a few hours later. So that hard Browns fan. Anyway, like me myself, I don't care that Odell likes being pooped on if it's even true. Right. I don't think it's true because I've seen Odell's girlfriend and blows this chick out the water. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> don't think Odell will lower himself. <laughs> The what cheap baby mama. Like, I, maybe, maybe I'm being judgy on her, <laughs> but eh, I feel like it's something he could pass up. 
If you're just looking for a chick to poop on, you believe me, you can find something that has less miles and looks better. Okay, all right. Now you're doing a lot. <laughs> just saying. Um, so anyways, I guess the question that we really want to ask was, how do you feel about, like, this conversation that they had? Like, was it shameful for them to, like, publicly discuss, like, his fetishes? Uh, kinks and shit and, and open yeah. like that. Like are we or like is it just like people just trying to control like you know their conversation like how you <laughs> Dakota said I don't trust nobody that hang with six nine uh willingly or out of spite. I feel that <laughs> um no I don't think it's right at all that they would discuss that. If it is true, because I, I part of me feels like it could be true. Um well, her though? I feel like niggas. It be I don't know his taste, man. Like everybody sees something in everybody, man. <laughs> everybody sees something in everybody. Um, but no, nah, I mean, at least he was broke when he did it. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's right because um, that man, that's that man's personal business. Like, I don't think there's much he can do about it if he didn't make her, you know, sign like a non-disclosure agreement or something like that. Um, but I don't think it's right, man. Like, but. I don't think it's right that they did it on a public platform like that. Like, I'm expect like, you know, usual homegirl talk. Like, talk about your, especially you had some extra freaky sexual experience. I expect that. But you listen to this podcast that you know you got thousands of people listening to. Like, yeah. you know. That's, that's what these girls do, though. Not, like, women in general. But <laughs> that's what uh, Selena Powell does anyway. They just expose men on this shit? I think so, because, uh, so the podcast is shot, uh, the podcast is on No Jumper, which is kind of like a network podcast network um pretty famous uh but yeah he, the owner of the podcast the owner the owner of the network adam 22 was saying like yeah they keep exposing dudes right and left like yeah see that like that's what the show is about kind of i mean it's called thoughts next door like i don't know what we expect like i expect thoughts next door to be something like horrible decisions where you just talk about your sex life you don't give names i mean i mean they they they, they talk about their sex life and give names i didn't They're hear the name wrong inclusive i didn't oh i don't you must you listen to it more than me i didn't hear too many name drops of horrible i'll listen to it more than you i know what the nigga said though i know what adam 22 says he said like they exposed me but they name drop on a regular basis i mean she i, mean, I know the snoop dog offset and six nine stuff was a name drop from her herself a horrible decision no Horrible decisions starts next door. What the fuck are you talking about? Horrible decisions. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking. There's, there's horrible decisions. No, horrible, no, horrible decisions never name drops. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So I expect thoughts next door to be like that, and that you will talk about your sex life, and it might be with celebrities, but you wouldn't say their name. Like you would just let niggas speculate or whatever. No, this is this, no. Yeah, no. So that's what I think it's fucked up about it. Like I think it's kind of shitty that because you don't know them people was like good with that, and if it was dudes. Like out here exposing a woman left and right on this certain podcast. I don't know how that would be accepted. So, like, yeah, like, is that the question? Like, I guess because it is her experience as well, you know. I agree. But, like, it's, but talk about it, your experience, though. Like, you ain't got to put me in this shit. The experience was, it was Odell. That's the experience. <laughs> that was the experience of it all. <laughs> but, you know, I am, like, it's all about intent. Like, what is your intent when you're doing this thing? View intent was clearly to cause like an uproar over Odell, like and be pooped on. Like it was clearly her intent. I mean, it wasn't just like a casual conversation that she actually said his name. I mean, it's a means to an end. I'm, I means to get views. <laughs> <laughs> but you defending this shit. You, you good for people just being exposed out here? No, not really. If I'm being very honest, like it sucks. <laughs> like I, I thought it was shameful. But like at the same time, like, I was like questioning, like, damn, like, do we do this to dudes? Like, and the only person I could really think of that was publicly shames women or publicly talks about their sexual guy it was fifty. It's your boy. Like, <laughs> and I was like, dang. So like, are we just? Am I just crazy going crazy about this because it was a woman exposing a man, or like what I or like did I find fifty talk about Vivica eating his butt just as gross? I, think, I was younger at the time. I don't I remember kids. Yeah. Age can play a role. The culture at the time can play a role. And that's, that's, that's not to make an excuse. But, like, you know how we talk about all the time, like, how you try to apply the rules of today towards the past. Like, just because people got away with it doesn't mean it was right. 
So yeah. like, I didn't consciously know like Fifty was a dirtbag growing up when I was in high school. Like I thought the nigga was a, a dope ass rapper. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. Like even crazier, we didn't we didn't even think that R. Kelly sex tape was gross back in the day. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, bro. Perfect. That's sad. so sad. That shit was getting shared in damn gas stations, bro. Like this shit was hella gross. Like how? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. But like, how was that? How outrageous it was that that it was even a thing. Like people, like comedians, would literally watch the shit and then make their stand up routine on the shit, and come out and just be like, "Yeah, I watched it." And da 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 da. Like it took us. It took us like what? What was that? Like early two thousands. Oh my god, yeah, bro. It took us like 10 or 15 years to figure out, oh, this shit is gross. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah, so like, I don't I don't know, man. I wish there was more examples than just 50 Cent. You know. Of men being that gross? Of men, like, yeah, just outing chicks for having, you know, or doing things in the bedroom. Uh, I couldn't think of it. I tried to think of, like, I thought Kanye at one time Said something about Amber Rose, but I, I couldn't find it to yeah. fact check. I think Kanye been doing shit like that. Didn't Rocky, H.I. Rocky, do something like that with um, Rita Ora? He did do something like that with Rita Ora. Yeah. Um. But yeah, okay, so just like that. I don't think people were publicly outraged. I know. Yeah. I don't really remember that. I remember it being like, I remember hearing about it, but not like diving into it. And also, you have to contextualize it in that, like, I didn't, I didn't really, I still don't really know Rita Ora like that. I don't know none of her songs. I don't know what she does. She's, she looked good. She looked kind of good, basically. She That's all good. I don't know. And I didn't know that until I heard about this whole situation. So I didn't pay too much about it. But like Odell being like a superstar wide receiver, you know, yeah. that's a little bit. Yeah, it has to be some kind of example of like a super popular woman. Um. I think Rocky had did like a subliminal about having sex with Rihanna, but like he didn't really say it. Say it. I don't. I um, don't know if I don't know if we would be uh, as. I don't. I don't know if we would think the same. Um, it's especially like as as a whole, like as the public, because generally, like you know, dudes doing something crazy or whatever, you know. I feel like I feel like women get shamed more for being outspoken than men. You know what I mean? Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. So I don't I don't know if it would be the same. I don't know, man. If like I don't know, man. If somebody you telling me if I don't know who's a if I don't know Tyler the Creator or somebody came out and was like. I butt fucked Beyonce, like okay, one time. We know that ain't happened because that nigga gay. <laughs> yeah, but before he was gay, like, if he said like when you know the, during the whole situation between her and Jay, like she had like ass sex or something with Beyonce, like you don't think people would like kill him? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I think so, bro. Let's be I honest. don't think so. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, okay, so this is not a perfect example. But just look at the like August Alcina and Jada Pinkett thing, like the, like the narrative shift real quick off of August Alcina, like even though he exposed, I mean it wasn't really like they, it wasn't really like she didn't think shameful, but like, yeah. but like but like you know she's married and publicly they had like a perfect relationship. I yeah. did see people like, but I did see a lot of people come from in that they were like, why would you even say that? Why are you coming out now? Are you trying to get? You saw that in your little liberal leftist chat rooms like, <laughs> these aren't real people these are these are these are internet livers well that's what i'm saying it depends on who you ask it, man that's another thing i think we got to ask who we are thinking about when we say people don't accept so-and-so or people fetishize so-and-so or people dismiss so-and-so like what people are we talking about because just like there's various black communities there's different internet communities there's different real life communities of people who would praise that and there's people who would just shame the hell. It's different types of people, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think know. like anybody. I think like anybody who just publicly out somebody is just like, on some level, you're being a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, like if it's like I said, especially when the intention is to embarrass that person on something that you partook in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey. no, 
Well, it, well, at least she could. She said she couldn't partake in it. But she would have if she could. If she would, they made a quick stop. To <laughs> she would have ate some fries before she got there. She would have been with it. They made a quick stop by Taco Bell. Like this shit would have oh, been. Oh yeah. yeah, that thing would have been all over. That shit would have been. All right, let me stop before I work myself out. Yeah, because I was, I was, I, was, I, was I, felt, I felt like I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I just ate too. So um, last thing with this thing. Um, but do you think stuff like this? Like, if you think like, if he came out and was like, "Yeah, I like to be shitted on," like, whatever. Do you think more and more celebrities coming out about their kinks and fetishes will kind of open up that dialogue a lot more for like regular people to be I like? Mean, yeah, I guess so, but like. With all the free porn that's available, like <laughs> I feel like you got the information. Like people are into crazy shit, you know. But what people I mean? don't admit to it though. They you can watch free the all the the, the scat porn you want, but you ain't got to admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't think Odell saying that he likes it or oh somebody saying Odell likes to get pooped on is going to change the statistics on how many people admit to being pooped on. Like it's not, I don't think it's gonna move the needle. Like I don't know, bro. <laughs> I think the problem is the shame in poop itself. <laughs> well, that's what I was like, saying. I don't think I don't I don't think this is gonna make a big dent in the shame of poop. That's what I was saying though. If he's like, I like to be pooped on and I'm not ashamed of it, I think people would be like Nigga, I like to be pooped on poop too. Poop is gross. It's not the it's not the sh- I guess it's not the shame of poop. It's the poop itself that is gross. No, but people you are shaming except like you get a poop on though. Poop is a sexual stimulant in some kind of way. And I don't think many people are with that. <laughs> I think a lot more people might be with it than you. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, no. All Nigga, right, man. No. We're gonna have a heart to heart years from now. You're like, hey man, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> I've been getting pooped on for years. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> Bro. Um, getting pooped on and it'll never turn back. Bro, let somebody poop on me during sex, bro. Oh my god. I'm puking, bro. I'm puking. I've been Vic <laughs> said, what the hell did I walk in? <laughs> <laughs> but I've been throwing up on during sex. That's it. Almost I've been throwing up on. That shit is I mean in, in proper context, it can be a good thing, but like not a good no, thing. No, 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 more... not with that porn shit. No, uh, no, 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 no. You keep I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> In proper context, can... uh, okay. All right. What? We... what? In what? In what proper context is puke okay? So I'm not gonna put my business out here. I'm not gonna do it. All right. What's the next topic? <laughs> I don't think it's good. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it's a more acceptable situation <laughs> where puke would happen versus somebody just purposely trying to throw up on you. Is what I'm saying. You no, get what I'm saying. Say, no, say that puke shit for the porn. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. All right. Real quick, Dakota said, if Odell comes out, it would take away from her power. Why would they pay her to hear the story when they can hear about his adventures? Um, Adventure? Is that what she said? Huh? She said adventure? adventure? Yeah, adventure. That's, the, that's a good way to describe it, adventure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think she. I don't think she's interested in getting paid for the story. I think she's just wanted the, the clicks and the likes and shit, and knew was gonna get it. She definitely um, did. Yeah, man. All right. So last topic of the night. We talking about black fishing. Um, in case y'all don't know, here we go. This weak ass shit, bro. In case y'all don't know, every straight white people out here pretending to be black on these on social media streets. Um, been a couple of people got exposed for this, honestly, but I guess the most notable. Was uh, Jess Krug, who is a professor at Washington, um, <clears throat> lying white motherfucker. That's what uh, tenured that's professor. What I need to say right after her name. <laughs> Accolade, lying white motherfucker. Just lying white motherfucker Krug, <laughs> <laughs> tenured professor man. I'm sure it was making six figures or so. Um, wrote books as a under her black moniker. Was on social media. This is the the main thing. Like on social media, going in on people in the name of black. Revolutionary justice. Um, it's, it's just bad. But anyway, she people were just like looking at her sideways, like, yo, what's going on? This don't sound right. People kept digging, 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 digging. And finally, not that she had a come to Jesus moment, but basically people forced her out. And, um, and the college basically forced her to resign. 
and she released this apology saying like uh, what I did was terrible I like colonized blackness black trauma and used it to my advantage and just all this grossness um, I actually came with this topic um, if y'all know me y'all know me he's a fan of for Harriet the YouTube channel amazing channel if you don't know it check it out but um, we were on this Zoom call and we were just talking about this man it's just trying to figure out like how do you even get to the point like has black has the black experience like the black trauma has all these things become so commercialized that like white people got to steal blackness like actually steal blackness and try to become it online to profit off of it i mean <laughs> this shit is i don't funny. know man i'm so disappointed in this motherfucker man it's so like she she said, according to her, that she never felt like she fit in white society. Um, she's never lived, or at least in her adulthood, she's only lived black. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so for her, I don't know. What does that mean, though? It's only it's desperate. Black. It's pathetic. But for her, I don't know if she was trying to. I don't. I don't know what the motherfucker was doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like at the end of the day, you you could just say I don't understand. I don't understand what this motherfucker's motivation was. Yeah, this is a completely valid answer. <laughs> but I don't. I want to know what it means to, to as a white woman and say that you only lived black. What does that mean? She doesn't identify. It's <laughs> she doesn't identify as being black. It's like it's she's transracial. You remember? I was slapping your face. Shut up. Slap <laughs> this shit. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in transracial. I'll slap you dead in your mouth, bro. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm a firm believer. If if transgenders can exist, I feel like transracials can exist. I need to know what trans race, whatever the fuck, would be based in. Like, how are you admitting that you're a black skin, person? This skin color is not mine. So it's a skin color thing? Or are you saying that you, because this, let me tell you the shit, let me say bullshit. So <laughs> people's in this woman DMs, right? Like, I'm getting actually upset. <laughs> <laughs> They're in her DMs questioning her, like, how are you black? Was this person from? Was that, was your parents from? Whatever. It'd be one thing if you just was like, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm going to ask any questions. Like, I don't have to prove anything to you. That'd be one form of you know audaciousness. This is gonna make a whole narrative of how her like mom was like a crack addict and shit. Okay. And like her dad's in and out of jail, and she lived this hard, this hard, terrible black life. And the okay, last she, thing, okay, she took the she took the worst parts of being black. Like she took the worst <laughs> black story and perverted it. This is what I'm saying. This is what you think is black. It's just the struggle. You're you're simple. Synony making black synonymous with struggle. I think that's my problem. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. So that's why I, and I think for a for a white Jewish girl from suburban Kansas City or where, or Kansas, wherever the fuck it was, <clears throat> um, if that's what you're coming from, then if you want a believable, I guess I guess she thought that would be the most believable thing. That's what I'm saying. That's instead of just growing up regular, like the fact that you had to. Dig through the, the deepest of Tyler Perry movie plot lines. <laughs> Carve out your black narrative. Oh my gosh. So it's like, yeah, we ain't got no answers for this, y'all. I just wanted to share this with the world. <laughs> I wanted to... <laughs> we ain't got no answers. <laughs> I just wanted to further show that, like, literally on the social media streets, y'all, like, anybody can be anything you they want. And that this is why I get so worried. We talk about Lovecraft. I get so worried about commercial. Oh, shut up. Like, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I like the last episode, man. <laughs> shut up, shit on Lovecraft. Oh, you just I'm a hater. Not That's why I get worried, man. Because like it, it becomes a commodity. I'm not with that shit. Oh, them niggas living good on Lovecraft. Why you got to throw salt on their game? Because <laughs> they black. That's why. <laughs> that's why. I know that's why. <laughs> They should they should be trying to tear down the system, ain't it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Goddamn radical. 
<laughs> That's the problem. It should be on home black office, not home box office. <laughs> but honestly, though, like the commercialization of the commercialization of like the black experience, especially like in media, like with TV shows and stuff like that, like they're kind of doing the most. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm but at the same time, we want to see ourselves on TV. We want to see do, these other nigga. things. So it's going to come in a whole bunch of different forms. I was saying, maybe this is part of the pathway to that, but I'm not going to lie. I was kind of aggravated with the damn NFL because, yeah, all this shit with the Kaepernick thing. And now y'all niggas oh got this God. social justice promo and shit. Now y'all about to, what? I'll I tell you what I got a problem with, with what? this whole Kaepernick thing. And this is petty. Okay. So, okay. So, so you going to add Cap, so, so you going to add Cap back to Madden. Okay, good. You should have never took the nigga off. Okay, mm. that's great. Why is this nigga, uh, why is this nigga rating above Cam Newton's? Tell me is that. Really? Tell me yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> Tell me why the, the fuck that is. That's just EA trying to pander to black people. That's, 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 that's all that is. <laughs> that. And, then, and, and, and then, of course, Cam throws up the black power fist whenever he scores a touchdown. <laughs> like, come really? on, bro. I ain't never. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the last time Cap played, but I don't remember that nigga ever doing that. <laughs> No, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't remember this nigga ever. <laughs> like, come on, son. That's like, all y'all had to do was make this nigga kneel at the beginning of the game. Like, that's it. <laughs> EA trying to make y'all forget that they put out the same game that they've been putting out for the last 10 years. <laughs> and they told the parents of the black people. <laughs> like, Bro. That's so, they got a higher rate than Cam. That's the most, that's the funniest thing. That shit trash. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's funny. Okay, so real quick, because I had this question about timeline. Um, so the, the thing about this apology, and that, if y'all want to read this apology, if y'all don't want to read the apology, I don't blame you. It just seems uh, it's it's not even an apology. Let, 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 be, let it be clear. Okay. It's not an apology. It's a, I did wrong, and it's y'all a, niggas got to accept it that I'm a shitty person. Cause like a, oh, Dad, can you pull it up real quick? <clears throat> okay, Dad, I want you to control F. And find sorry in this month anywhere. <laughs> you won't find sorry in this piece of shit nowhere. <laughs> and she says, and she says, apologize somewhere in it. But she says, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize because, da 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 da. Like, no apology nowhere in there. It's I'm a piece of shit, and it is what it is. So you can exit out of that. But the Should point of it all is. She she never said I'm sorry. It is so so self indulgent and like yeah, it it really is. I've experienced this before with like a white person, like a racist white, with a person that was unpacking their racism. It's kind of like pour it on me, like I deserve it. Ah, give me all your animosity. Give me your hate. Yeah, but like, and it's like I I, I guess they're trying to get the emotion out that like, yes, I know I'm guilty. So it's like I'm exposing myself so y'all can't like yeah I guess make me feel any more guilty than than I'm already showing. It's like the nigga that got a new outfit and he already clowns himself before he walks in a room so you can't take <laughs> about his outfit. Like yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I was wondering if cuz she she okay, so she does call out her trauma and I think she I don't said, care. She alludes to something about mental illness or something don't like that. Um, so it had me wondering Mm-mm. if the concept of white supremacy, and when I say white supremacy, I don't mean just somebody just being racist. Shut up. Shut up. Let me finish the question. <laughs> I just mean somebody just having like racist thoughts or prejudices. I'm talking about somebody having these thoughts so intensely that they have full on delusions that this other race is actually in the immediate, imminent thought, um, danger to their existence. So where they would actually, you know, want to practice genocide. Um, look at you know Dilla Roof or whoever or KKK members, whoever you want to use the example. So the fact that they would actually enact violence on those people <laughs> because they think that their life is at stake and these people continue to thrive, is that not venturing in towards mental illness? Like is that I don't think that's regular good old timey racism. <laughs> I think that's something else. Just just fully explain your position. So I can say I'm not, I don't have a position. I'm asking a question. I'm, I'm just asking a question. Um, yeah, is it when it becomes pathological, when it becomes like the white, the black race 
is a detriment to the world. When those thoughts start to come in, is that not telling of like a psychological disorder more so than just like learned experiences through, you know, your racist uncle or like that? No. You just a <laughs> shit person. He just a shit. You just a shit person. Like, and I don't even really like this question because I feel like at this point in society, like we're too we're too willing to use the word mental illness, you know what I mean? To try and like figure out why some people are just shit. But are we too, because I know, you know, we talk about how you kind of struggle to look at, you know, depression sometimes. Is it that we're too willing to do it or is that we're actually calling more attention to it being, you know, in existence for so long and we didn't acknowledge it? Yes, it exists, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to excuse somebody for being a shit person before they're actually diagnosed or before they do anything with themselves. Like, you're just a shit person. Yeah, I'm not proposing that, that, that use that as an excuse before or after you found out they've been diagnosed. I'm not trying to put that in the equation. I should have made that clear. I'm not saying that people should be able to just say, like, oh, I'm mentally ill, so I got this thing. Like, you take Kanye, for example. I think it's a perfect example of somebody who is re- de- deeply problematic, but also has a mental illness that he has to resolve, but because he's making a conscious effort not to do so, makes him more problematic. Like, he can still be held right, accountable. Right, but you're saying... You're saying it in reverse. It's like, oh, well, this, maybe this, maybe them being a shit person is based on, um, based on them being mentally ill. Like, it's like you're giving them a out before they even themselves, you know, work on themselves as a person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, <clears throat> I think it just, I think it's becoming a slippery slope to use yeah. mental illness for people's shit behavior. I completely understand why it would be a slippery slope. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not, you know, vouching for either side. I'm just proposing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, more... I'm definitely on the your shit person side. <laughs> yeah. I'm, definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm just definitely on that side. Someone who wants to know why people act the way they do, like, because for somebody like I me. I don't care why you racist. Either be racist over there or, <laughs> you know, you know, just I was about to say off yourself, but I don't want nobody off themselves. <laughs> be a shit person over there and leave me alone. You know, and I completely understand that there's gonna be who, people who don't want to have this conversation at all and don't need to. Like this conversation is not something for everybody for sure. Just me being somebody who wants to know why people act the way they do, because yeah. in my mind, there's no logical reason why you would hate black people. Like actually hate. There's a logical reason why you would oppress black people if it's in your benefit. But to actually like hate people, to actually want to see the end of black people, for me, that's something completely. That's a whole other thing, for me. Well, you thinking on you you thinking on another level. I don't care that much. Just but get I do the fuck agree. Out of my face. <laughs> I do agree. It can be a very slippery slope. I see the same thing with the um, pedophilia, um, more recently, and that they were having more TED talks on understanding pedophiles and how do we get to the point that we no, I'm okay so honestly so honestly like I am for not necessarily understanding pedophilia or people who have pedophile tendencies mm. but like there does need to be like some kind of support group for people who are attracted to kids because like I guess like if because if you're only in your own thoughts and you can't talk to nobody about how you feel about it like there's no way for you to that's the point that they make yeah yeah like it's it's terrible and it's gross right and if you do anything with children you should be thrown under the jail killed whatever however however you want to grossly punish these people i'm, I'm with that <laughs> yeah 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 but like for people to not be able to not necessarily express the 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 kids that they like or whatever their preferences in kids are but not sicko addiction you're saying to not acknowledge the problem at all. Yes, it makes it even more of a problem. That's what I'm saying. If that's it, go see a therapist. Yeah, for sure. But that said, that's, and I'm not advocating for this at all, but like, that's how it becomes a slippery slope because it can, especially when you're talking about mostly white people, it can easily become, oh, oh we should accept pedophilia because it's- Oh, fuck no. No, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I get. Who is, who 
is saying these things? Like, I who? think it, that's a slippery slope that can happen. Now, people are not saying that. I'm saying that's a slippery slope that can happen. Similar. To I don't know about that shit. I think so, so you saying so you saying once you start to understand or people start to attempt to understand the disease, that it'll be like. I'm not saying that's a given. I'm not saying that's a given. I'm saying I see how you look at Nambla for example. Nambla is a whole organization that's been out here since the '90s that has been normalizing grown men's um, desires towards little boys. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's a given. I'm saying it can happen very easily when you're dealing with a problem that mostly concerns white people. But I'm not saying that should stop the work that you put in put into it. What is, get, what, what is what is their stance? Like, what is this Nambla stance? It's probably, I mean, it's probably they probably made it contemporary to something that's more socially acceptable. But in the '90s, that shit was super gross. North, oh, oh. <laughs> it probably still gross. North American Man Boy Love Association. These niggas need to get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Again, not a given, but I can see how easily it can happen. It works to abolish age of consent laws. Okay. Okay, that's just still gross. Yeah, <laughs> still gross. This is what I'm saying. This is a perfect example of what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's not a problem until it's a white problem, bro. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not. <laughs> Vic said, whatever Sands, don't Google that shit. It's too late. It's too late. He already did. Bro, it's too late. I don't <laughs> I'm scarred, son. He already fucked up. It's wild, man. It's wild. Not a problem until it's a white problem. It's not, bro. It's not. Well, that's today's podcast, though. That shit ended on a sour note. <laughs> Nambla, y'all need to, y'all some sicko motherfuckers. You know about Nambla? No, nigga, I did not. Um, no. Yeah, bro. North North America, North American Association of Man Boy Love. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> These niggas is nasty. It's Go, go to Thursday week, man. Let's go. Let's let's Thursday, man. Let's Thursday. Oh, 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 so now we're going to Thursday after that nasty shit. No, let's go this week, <laughs> we are going to appreciate women. That's It's not even a thirst. Uh-huh. It's a women appreciation. That's cool. <sighs> <laughs> this week's uh, women appreciation. It's going to be uh, Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill, two, two dope black journalists. Yeah. Uh, they are the hosts of, they are the hosts of uh, Carrie and Jamil, Carrie and Jamil, Stick to Sports. Uh, it's on Vice Vice Network. Uh, what day does it come on? What day does it come on? It comes on every Wednesday. Okay. Every Wednesday, I'm sorry. Um, so they, uh, they were both hosts at ESPN. Uh, Carrie was the, what did she do? She was on first take for a number of years and she went to Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and she bad too. Oh, oh Carrie Champion, so bad. That's that's Carrie right there on the picture. This is Jamel Hill's page. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, they were both at ESPN and they both stopped fucking with ESPN because ESPN don't let people say shit on the internet. Can I say like a special shout out to both of these women because, especially Jamel Hill, of course, I'm sure you know Jamel Hill's story, but um, Carrie Champion, who I don't remember. I don't know, maybe she's been on the podcast being super outspoken about it. But like, I asked Will, and this is how I knew it was real. I was like, Will, is it like some type of form of misogyny to have these shows? It was like two dudes screaming at each other. And like they just have that one woman that's just sitting there just to look pretty and just to kind of transition between topics. And like, I'll be watching Molly on uh, first take, and she'd be trying to hurry up and get her little word in before somebody step on her. <laughs> You look at like the Breakfast Club where Angela Yee got a fight to get her damn little segment in. Oh yeah, is this shit some kind of grossness that I'm watching? Or I'm not just overreacting. Okay, so I think I think for the Angela Yee thing, it's probably more accurate. But for at least Carrie Champion and Molly Karam's point, like they are the moderators. Like they are not the you know they're not the personalities of the show. I get it, but even. The- in the fact I, that you I, would, I feel like it's gross that they always put a woman in that position. I was just about to say that. I, yeah. I understand that point. But for them not talking, like that is the, you know, for the most part, that is the job. That's what I mean. Like you would be never be normal to see two women screaming at each other about sports and like a man sit there to look for the icon. Shut the hell up. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and she even talked about it on, I think she and Jamel were talking about something, and she did say that like something about like that that dynamic you're talking about. Like they refused mm-hmm. to let her get a word in, and it wasn't just you know skipping Stephen A doing it. Like it was the show structure as well. You said that was on an episode of this podcast. Yeah. I don't. It she she appeared with Jamel Hill on something and brought that up. Okay. I'm I don't sure. know if it was an IG live or what it was. I can't remember. Yeah. But she did bring that. Oh, look at them glistening legs. Look at Carrie Champion legs glistening. Bro, why are they like? Ooh. They look like the legs of um old girl off of uh, Raised by Wolves when she turned when she transforms into the, the killing machine. This <laughs> is bronze and just I know, but just bronze, bronze. cocoa buttered up. Golly, Carrie. Uh, Carrie always been fine. Yeah, um, she that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, all. I'm all right. um, that's better but yeah, man, they're they're both two, two, two really insightful sports journalists. Yes. Um, and don't think they're not just because they women, because that'd be stupid. That'd so, be super stupid. <laughs> yeah, man, check them out. Extremely them out. smart. Um, and support support black journalism. Yes. Because I don't think it's supported very, very uh, often. So. I don't think it's taken seriously enough. For yeah. Sure. So, and support us. We're your black journalists of the world <laughs> that you love the most. Um, we appreciate. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. This was an insightful conversation. Hope we don't get canceled for having it. <laughs> we'll see y'all next uh, two weeks from now.